Svechnikov knocks it down over to Natchez into the Columbus zone. Natchez speeding around ref chance. He scores! What a goal for Marty Natchez! Oh, that's on the highlight reel for sure. Now it's Tony with a break in on Nedeljkovic. Oh, what a save! Alex Nedeljkovic flashing the leather, and he keeps it tied at two. Roslovic into the game zone. Pulls up at the faceoff circle. Has it deflected by Natchez. Can Natchez get to the puck? He does. He's got a step. He's in. And he loses the puck at the last minute. Then, oh, oh, the rebound. They score in overtime. The dynamic duo strikes again. And the Hurricanes take this 4-3. to three. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us after a wild and wacky 4-3 Hurricanes overtime win over the Blue Jackets. Uh, Tell you what. Carolina didn't always play well in this four-game series, but they got at least a point out of every game. They end up with six out of a possible eight, uh, and a big victory today considering uh, that the Hurricanes were, in my opinion, clearly the second-best team on the ice. You don't have to be the second. You don't have to be the best team. You just have to have the most goals, right? And the Hurricanes, (laughs) they achieved that. They had the most goals of the game, and that's what counts. And the Hurricanes pick up a 4-3 win. So good for them. Uh, There are a lot of things we're going to talk about throughout the the next, I don't know, 40 minutes. Alec Campbell will join us in a little bit, and we'll get his thoughts on the game as well. Remember, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Roofing, siding. Entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they've got it. Go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. Hurricanes uh, pick up two points on Idle Tampa. They are three points behind the Lightning entering Saturday's game with Tampa at PNC Arena. Uh, Maybe we'll see a third straight Alex Nedeljkovic. If I were Rod Brindamore, I would. Uh, and uh, they pull uh, three points now ahead of Florida uh, as the uh, Panthers are in third place in the Central Division. Uh, All along, and we don't normally start with the standings, all along I've thought that Tampa was the best team and Carolina was the next best. Uh, I think they're better than Florida. I think that'll kind of be proven out over the course of the season. The only thing that would, I think, leave Carolina behind the Panthers is, are we Ever going to see Tavo Teravon and Vincent Trocek back? I assume we'll get them both back at some point. And uh, as long as the Hurricanes get those two guys back, uh, maybe make a couple of additions at the trade deadline uh, to add a little depth, maybe a little bit more veteran scoring uh, to the top nine offensively. I think they'll be in great shape. And uh, if the goaltending holds up, they can play with Tampa. I don't know if they're, they're not better than Tampa, but uh, you don't have to be. You just got to play better than them uh, when the time comes. And we'll see. Uh, they've already played five games against the Lightning in this season series, and the Hurricanes are two and three in those five games. So three more. There will be one more in Raleigh and two more in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, and I don't believe that I am mistaken. All right, uh, let's let's run through some uh, some things. First of all, let's start with the goaltender. 
Uh, I just said it a couple of seconds ago. Alex Ndelkovich was outstanding tonight. Uh, I think you could, if you wanted to, fault him on the first goal uh, because he clearly didn't know where the puck was, so that's a problem, but maybe he should have known where the puck was. I don't know. Uh, but Zach Wierenski just banked it in off of him. Uh, so uh, you, I think you heard Tripp probably say it on TV. Uh, Ned's got to find the post and get get tight to it. Uh, the, uh, the second goal, the far side off of Dougie Hamilton's knee, probably not anything that Ned can do anything about. Uh, and the third goal was just kind of a desperation scramble in front. Ned was, uh, down and out basically. And, uh, Olive Brookstrand, who is, I just butchered his name. Uh, actually, I love that player. Oliver Bjorkstrand can play for my team any day of the week. I think he is a really, really solid player. Uh, somebody that makes your team better. Uh, Columbus is, gosh, Columbus is, they're annoying but good. And Seth Jones was phenomenal today with uh, with three assists in the game. And we saw the Seth Jones we didn't see in Monday's game, we saw tonight. Seth Jones was outstanding tonight for the Blue Jackets. Uh, but Ned was excellent. I don't know how many great saves Ned made tonight, but how about these four numbers? Uh, in the second and third periods, Columbus had 23 scoring chances to Carolina's 13, 15 of them high danger. This is at five on five. Forget about the power play. I think the numbers were, I think they had 16 high danger chances in the last two periods when you add the power play in. Uh, but at five on five, 15 high danger chances for the Blue Jackets. Uh, expected goals tonight, according to Natural Stat Trick, was close to four. Uh, and Ned allowed just the three. And again, one of them went off of Dougie Hamilton's knee. Uh, but Ned was, I mean, I don't know if he was the best player, but he wasn't far from it. Now it's Tony with a break in on Nedeljkovic. Oh, what a save! Alex Nedeljkovic flashing the leather, and he keeps it tied at two. Back to McInnes as they're working in cycle. Jenner steps out into the slot. Robinson backhand, and Nedeljkovic robs Robinson. Great save because he had extended the poke check to be able to seal that on the blocker side. There were a lot of good saves from Nedeljkovic tonight. Those are just two of them. Uh, we could have played any number of saves because uh, Ned was outstanding tonight. Might have been the first star of the game. I didn't give him first star, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I'm having, frankly, I'm having a love affair. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll get to my uh, we'll get to my crush in a few minutes. Columbus was the better team tonight, as I said before. Uh, they out uh, they out shot Carolina in terms of shots attempted 41-23 over the last two periods at five on five scoring chances high danger chances I mean Carolina just wasn't very good in the second and third periods although let me amend that slightly I think this was simply an angry inspired Columbus team uh the Hurricanes I don't believe were bad uh but Columbus was just on top of them in many ways it was similar or the opposite, really, to what happened Monday, where Carolina just got on top of Columbus. I know Carolina's not going to necessarily try to take credit for it, but they got on top of Columbus and didn't allow them any room. Because if you listen to what Columbus said after Monday's game, that's what it sounded to me. And I think Columbus turned the tables on Carolina. The difference between these two teams is that Carolina's got some elite offensive talent. 
flat out elite offensive talent. Uh, Martin Natchez, my new, uh, mean absolute man crush, a goal and an assist. The goal was a lightning bolt. Just I don't know um, if I don't know what you do to your skates to be able to do that, but it was an absolute electrifying move, whipping around the net, going down to his knees to be able to uh, to reach out and stuff it in the far side before Jonas Corposalo could get over there. Uh, it was Natchez's seventh goal, and then he makes the play on defense to set up the game winner uh, because it was Natchez who blocks Jack Jack Roslovic. I think it was a pass. Uh, Natchez uh, knocked the puck away, knocked the puck forward, went and got it, uh, lost control of it as he was going in on Corposalo, and heck, he almost had a shorthanded goal too. He's doing everything. I'm t- telling you, the kid is amazing. He's flat out a great hockey player, and he's getting better every single game. It is an it's it's an incredible thing to watch. And uh, I know we joke around about Aho, uh, maybe Tavo Teravainen needing to find a new best friend, uh, but I just don't know how you break up Aho and Natchez the way they're working together. I know Aho and Teravainen have a chemistry that is uh, you know next level, but what we're seeing re- really before our eyes with twenty and eighty eight is just. Remarkable, but it was Natchez's defensive play that creates the opportunity. He skates in, he loses control of the puck, uh, and then gives it to Aho in the slot. And Corpusala was way out of uh, way out of position. It was the empty net, and uh, that's the game winner. Uh, so uh, Natchez was just simply breathtaking tonight. Uh, and again, it's not just the offense that is staggering. And yes, of course, the skating just makes you go like you can't believe it. But it's all the other things that he's doing. He is He's becoming so responsible. He's playing shorthanded. Yeah, he's playing shorthanded because Tavo Teravon and Vincent Trocek are out. But he's also playing shorthanded because he's good at it. And he's getting uh, overtime, uh, obviously, uh, ice because he's an elite skater and an offensive talent. But he's also getting that because Rod trusts him because he knows he's not going to make dumb mistakes offensively or with the puck. He's got, he has the ability now to uh, play on both ends of the rink. It is just an awesome thing to watch. Uh, could not be more excited for the Hurricanes' future. I tweeted this out earlier in the evening. Uh, just remember, for the next four years at least, Aho, Natchez, Svechnikov, they are 23, 22, and 20. Incredible stuff. Uh, the tying goal, I'm, I'm sorry, the go-ahead goal, the Hurricane scored at four eight, with 4.18 left off the stick of Nino Niederreiter. Uh, great goal by Nino, but the pass was otherworldly by Jacob Slavin. You could see that was never a shot that was right on the tape. There's no room there between Zach Wierenski, who had the defense on Nino, uh, and Corpusal. There's no room there except that there was enough room for Slavin to get the, the pass through right on the tape, and Nino, who just redirected it in, that made it 3-2. And then, uh, look, I never, never complain about officiating calls. I didn't complain about the stick being passed from Roslovic to, uh, to who was it, to Patrick Lyonnais, before Columbus scored the extra attacker goal in Raleigh. I didn't complain about that. To me, that's a technicality. Should it have been called? Sure. But, oh boy, how do you miss that slash with the empty net and Fogel with the puck? 
you know, almost at the blue line. I don't know how you miss that slash. And Fogel shoots it wide. If we're being honest, I think Fogel shoots it wide anyway, because Warren Fogel. Uh, but it's a slash, and it's got to be called. But it wasn't called. So, of course, it's not 4-2 when it should have been 4-2. And Columbus goes down, and then with 15.1 seconds left, uh, goal mouth scrum, Bjorkstrand makes it 3-3 and sends us to overtime. Uh, but overtime, Carolina, after losing their last two in extra time, uh, got back on the winning ways with an OT winner and a thriller uh, as Carolina get away, gets, gets away with not their best game. You know, just getting outplayed by Columbus, outworked for the most part. Uh, not It's not an effort thing. I just think that Columbus played the game that they had to play to try and win. They just didn't win. Again, Carolina's goal-scoring talent is next level. It Certainly in comparison. Well, in comparison to Columbus, anyway, it's next level. Carolina still has not been uh, an incredible offensive team, really, for the last three weeks, four weeks, other than the game against Columbus, not Columbus, Nashville, where they scored five. It's been a while since Carolina scored a bunch of goals. It really has not been. It's not been an offensive show. They've played a lot of tight-checking, uh, good goaltending games. Uh, did we talk about Nadalkovich? We did talk about Ndokovic. We'll talk about it more with uh, with Alec Campbell in a little bit. Uh, I believe Ned should play again. I think Ned has earned the right. He's the better goaltender right now. You are trying to catch Tampa if you're the Hurricanes. And I think Rod Brindamore will give the uh, tap him on the shoulder again and say, go out there, young guy. Go do it again. He played really well both times against Tampa. He has the shutout win. Uh, he had another good game in uh, in Tampa in that series. Uh, but, and we'll see. And he's played really well. He's now 7-1-1 one, one in his last nine starts. Uh, he made 33 saves tonight. Uh, and probably 12 of them were outstanding saves. He really was uh, that good. So Carolina overcame a bad call. Maybe two bad calls. I know there are a lot of people that didn't like the uh, the power play call uh, or the uh, slashing call to, or hooking, I guess it was, to Jake Bean, who I actually thought the call was fine. I thought the uh, the stick... Bean got made contact with the hands of, I guess it was Atkinson, whoever it was. I think he made contact with the hands first, and then it slid down the stick. Unless you're allowed to do that coming from underneath, which maybe you are, I don't think so, uh, then I thought it was the right call, but it was certainly ticky-tack. And I also think that it was also caused by the fact that Columbus is just more aggressive than Carolina. And the third period was indicative of that. Carolina was not great in the third. Uh, they were certainly not good in the second, uh, but they were also not great in the third, and they had the lead. Uh, and again, not to belabor the point, but third periods have been a problem for the Hurricanes. Uh, they, they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, in some ways, um, you know, they're fortunate, and in other ways, they really could be scoring a lot more goals. Uh, and it won't it won't matter if you're giving up third period goals if you're scoring you know, three between three and four a game as opposed to between two and three a game. So let's get to the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell uh, in just a couple of minutes. It started in the second period. First period, kind of quiet. Alex Ndelkovic, very good. Jonas Corposalo, when asked, very good. And then at 7.03 of the first, I didn't... You know how hard it is to give up a three-on-one 
without a bad line change or an ugly turnover. Somehow, that happened, and it was a second-chance opportunity for the Jackets. Now Wierenski was beating the Kane zone. Slavin back. Wierenski sends it across, and just wide as Denlin. The rebound chance from the on-angle, they score. Wierenski banks it in off of Nedeljkovic, and Columbus takes a 1-0 lead. That was Wierenski throwing it across to Stenland, who had most of the net. I think he was just maybe in too deep, and he just kind of uh, redirected it wide. But it came back around to Wierenski, who just threw the puck off of the, uh, it looked like the arm, back of the arm of Nedeljkovic and in, uh, and it was one nothing. Uh, and what do you do when you're trailing one nothing and you're you're having the game being taken to you? You throw out the fourth line for some energy, and sometimes it works. Now Carolina forcing a turnover as Lorenz has it in the Columbus zone to the point for Shea. Shea puts one on. It's the funny. They score! Cedric Paquette with the rebound! And Carolina quickly ties this at one. It was Paquette's third goal of the season, 46 seconds after Columbus made it 1-0. Carolina ties it. Uh, his third of the season, second as a hurricane uh, Brady Shea and Steven Lorenz get the helpers on that one. Uh, and then about 10 minutes later, here comes the lightning bolt. Svechnikov knocks it down over to Natchez into the Columbus zone. Natchez speeding around ref chance. He scores! What a goal for Marty Natchez! Oh, that's on the highlight reel for sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, on the highlight reel. Uh, Martin Natchez, last 12 games, five goals, eight assists, plus eight. Five goals, eight assists, plus eight in his last dozen games. He is uh, also averaging about 17 and a half minutes of ice time. I'll th- let me give you those numbers again. Uh, five goals, eight assists, plus eight, last 12 games, 17 and a half minutes of ice time. He's playing shorthanded. He's playing in all situations. Uh, Martin Natchez is becoming a star right before our eyes. So that's how the second period ended. Carolina with a 2-1 lead. They were not the better team through two periods. And you figure, man, if they could just summon 20 minutes of really good hockey, they walk out of here with a regulation win. Uh, and then they uh, th- there was a wraparound penalty. Warren Fogle took a bad elbowing penalty on Nick Foligno. Uh, Foligno left the game but came back for the uh, third period. By the way, Zach Wawinski also left the uh, the game, looked like really hurt, but ended up playing the third period. So um, those two guys are warriors and great players. Um, but the, uh, the Blue Jackets started the period on the power play. Uh, Carolina killed that one off, but then Jake Bean took a questionable hooking penalty in the. I think it was a. It was I had no problem with the call. Uh, I know a lot of uh, a lot of you didn't like it. Uh, so Bean is in the box, uh, and the third period push uh, did get a fortunate bounce, but the Blue Jackets pulled him. Cam Atkinson with the puck from the sharp angle shoots and scores on the power play. Atkinson wrists it in that rings off the post, and the Blue Jackets have tied it at two. Yeah, it was a very sharp angle shot. It was late in the power play, uh, and it did go off the leg of Dougie Hamilton, but far post. I'm not uh, look. I, 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 it was too congested in front to really tell, uh, but. Probably nothing more than an unfortunate carom off of Dougie Hamilton's knee uh, and in. So now it's 2-2. 
Uh, and Columbus was continuing to take it to Carolina. Uh, many, many scoring opportunities that Alex Nedeljkovic stood tall on. Uh, and then finally, an offensive zone faceoff uh, with inside of five minutes left in the game. And you know how if you go to Durham Bulls Athletic Park, they have the bull and it says hit bull, win stake. Well, I have a new one for you. Win draw, hit Nino. Draws one by the Canes. Slave it to Niederreiter. They score. The change pays dividends. And Nino, with his 14th of the season, puts Carolina up 3-2 with 4.18 to go here in the third. Tell me if you've heard this before. Jordan Stahl wins an offensive zone faceoff. He draws it back to Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton gives it to Slavin, who makes a gorgeous pass to Nino Niederreiter on the doorstep. And it's 3-2 Carolina with, uh, what, 4-18 left in the game. Uh, By the way, the assist by Dougie Hamilton. He gets the secondary apple. Uh, His uh, franchise record, 13th consecutive game with a point. He's got 23 assists on the season. (laughs) Three goals, 23 assists in uh, 32 games. Uh, He's a remarkable offensive talent. Uh, But on that one, it's really, he kind of just gets the present. It's the gift. What did I hear Shane Willis say? He was uh, awarded a uh, an assist on the play that was all about Jacob Slavin and Nino Niederreiter Nito getting uh, beating Zach Wierenski to the spot and uh, winning that battle and then Slavin making the absolutely gorgeous gorgeous pass so it's 3-2 Carolina and all you're thinking man if they could play four really good minutes and from that goal they did play four really good minutes in fact, Warren Fogle, with about a minute left in the game, had the entire thing on his stick. It's uh, it's a great play by Fogle just inside the blue line. He forces the turnover. He strips Jones of the puck. He's going down. All he's got to do is skate it. But Seth Jones gets away with a slash. Fogle shoots it wide. And the Blue Jackets ultimately cash in. Now Atkinson behind the team's net to Rosslevic. 15 seconds left. Jones' shot deflected on the doorstep. They pop it in. They score. Columbus ties it with 15.1 seconds to go here in the third period. The puck bounced off the backboards, and the Jackets jam it home to tie it at three. Drats. There goes the regulation win that the Hurricanes were hoping for. Uh, because ultimately, if it ever comes down to a tiebreaker, you don't want uh, to have all the overtime wins. I mean, you want two points, but you'd rather win these in regulation because the first tiebreaker is regulation wins. You don't want r- rows. You want RWs. Uh, anyway, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand gets his 12th. Atkinson and Jones. Jones had three assists on the night. Uh, those are the helpers. And then we go to overtime. Uh, and Carolina won the faceoff. Andre Svechnikov had a really good scoring chance right away. And then it was an offensive zone draw. And Jordan Stahl didn't win this one. And Columbus uh, had a pretty good scoring chance. And then they came in again uh, after a uh, line change. And Sebastian Ajo, for some reason, skating into trouble and losing the puck here comes the Blue Jackets, and you're thinking, no, 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 don't blow this, don't do this. Roslovic into the game zone. Pulls up in the faceoff circle. Has it deflected by Natchez. Can Natchez get to the puck? He does. He's got a step. He's in. And he loses the 
to three. Batman. I don't know who's Batman. I don't know who's Robin. I don't care. Uh, Martin Natchez makes the play in one end of the ice, and then he makes the play in the other end of the ice. Two games in a row where Natchez' defense turns to offense. And by the way, he got the pass from Ajo in the last game. Uh, for That was just a gorgeous goal end-to-end. Uh, but in this one, uh, he delivers the pass to Sebastian Ajo for the game winner. Fifth overtime game winner for Ajo as well. So again, the Hurricanes are now three points behind the Lightning in the Central Division. Everybody's played 32. Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. Tampa's got 50 points. Carolina's got 47. Florida's got 44. And the Lightning and Hurricanes will meet Saturday at PNC Arena. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Reminder, the Canes Corner Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So follow us, rate us, review us. Uh, I don't care what you give us, because I think if you're listening, I think you like the enthusiasm. Uh, But uh, please, give us a rating, give us a review, and uh, follow us, because this podcast drops after every Hurricanes game. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Alec Campbell, my friend, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, and between 12 and 3, every Monday through Friday, uh, we make fun of stuff on the radio, except you're not going to be there. I guess when people are listening to this today, you're ditching me today. Yeah, I was going to say, every Monday through Friday, except tomorrow. So it's Thursday this week. Oh. But that's okay. Most Mondays through Fridays. Most Mondays through Fridays. We do it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just I'll, I'll open the floor for you. How do, how do you characterize what we saw tonight? Um, I thought that the Hurricanes were in control in the first period. I, I, I feel like every game we go back and you see that each period is kind of its own entity a lot of times. Yeah. Um, because the Hurricanes, I thought, played a good first period. I thought they were in control of the game for the most part, although they didn't really realize any of the opportunities that they had. They didn't, they didn't really capital. They didn't, well, they did. They didn't capitalize on any of them. Right. And they had aside from two, two poor power plays in the period. I thought they were pretty good. Like I liked their jump. I thought they had some energy. And um, they got some good opportunities to score, but didn't do it. Um, then this and aside from, well, I mean, the second period was like, they got the very first opportunity on a special shot turned out to be a rebound for Faust in front. He couldn't right. get it to go. And then that turned into a breakaway the other way on Robinson for Eric Robinson. And that started a stretch of, of second period hockey for like 10, 12 <laughs> minutes yeah. where the hurricane just gave up odd man rush after odd man rush after breakaway after odd man rush until the levy just broke and they scare, they score the Warensky goal and the hurricanes obviously come out of that period two one. So that was a, obviously a, a good response. They, they scored 46 seconds after <laughs> Warensky scored. Yep. And then the third period, I kind of thought there were there was just another stretch in there where it was 
odd man rushes and breakaways and stuff like that. And Ned had to make three amazing saves in a row. First on Robinson on a backhand, then on Domi with the glove, and then on Foligno in front. So if he doesn't come up with those, it's probably good night nurse for the Hurricanes. But then they find a way to to score, and then they give it up again. So it was just, I don't know, it was a, (laughs) I thought, an, an entertaining game. Fun, competitive, back-and-forth game. Uh, Carolina was okay. I didn't think they were great. I didn't think they were the better team in the final two periods. Right. And had they lost the game, I I would have said, well, they probably got what they deserved. Yeah. But I don't know. They found a way, and they had a couple of guys who were outstanding. Martin Natchez was outstanding tonight. Alex Nedeljkovic, I thought, was outstanding tonight. Um, There were some other guys who were good, but... I just thought they were loose with the puck a lot. They were loose with the passing. And um, they were probably fortunate to come away with a win. That's that, You and I saw the same game. Um, Carolina, good in the first. I don't think anybody was dangerous in the first. Uh, no. Second period, it started to disintegrate. Uh, and uh, in the third period, the, the, you start on the, you know, on the penalty kill. And they killed that off pretty well. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Jake Bean, I know, uh, you know, Twitter was aghast uh, by the call. Yeah. I didn't hate the call. I mean, it, w- was it a little light? Probably a little light. But there was a scoring chance. And uh, Bean looked like his stick got on the hands. I forget who it was now. Was it uh, was it uh, Atkinson? Um, whoever it was, you know, going down the slot. I mean... Bean, he came from underneath, but it looked like the initial contact was on the hand, so I got no problem with the call. Um, the call I didn't like was the slash on Jones in, uh, you know, with the empty net, uh, because right. I don't know if it affected Warren Fogle anyway. Uh, you can't tell me he can't miss the net from there without anybody pressuring him. Uh, so right. it could have very well just been Warren Fogle shooting it wide, but there was a clear slash. Uh, so that's got to be it. They, they normally they would award a goal there. Uh, so I think it's it's kind of interesting to me that Columbus against Carolina in the last four games has two extra attacker goals uh, with their goal empty, and both of them directly followed a missed call. You know the one where Roslovic uh, passes, uh, you know slides Lyonnais stick to him, and Lyonnais makes the pass to Jones. And this one, Jones slashes Fogle, right. uh, and Warren misses the net. And th- there is uh, there is some conversation over whether or not the official saw it and still didn't want to call it because he don't want to decide the game. Um, but if that's the case, if you saw that, how do you not reward Fogle for a great defensive play? So I don't buy that. I think they just missed the call. Uh no, I, I think that the referees are all in cahoots. And they, <laughs> especially, I mean, yesterday was the tell-all book, yeah. Adam. I mean, we found out yesterday that the referees make stuff up as they see fit all the time. <laughs> so I am inclined to believe that that's what happened. There's a vendetta against the Hurricanes. The refs Probably did not right. want the Canes to win the game. And so they didn't call that penalty. So, I mean, I, I would think that Warren Fogle has a pretty good shot of making that if he's not penalized. 
uh, or if he's not slashed. Um, does he absolutely make it? Uh, I don't think you can say that. I mean, guys miss one-foot putts all the time. Yes. By the you way, know? he could have just skated the puck all the way. He's got to be as fast as Jones. Yeah. He could have just skated it in all the way. Uh, all yeah. right. They, they won the game, so uh, they got the two points, and you're not worried about it's destiny. It is destiny. It's karma. It's density. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about two things, two uh, items, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, whip at our stars. Uh, so, and obviously, I'm because uh, we saw the same game in one fashion or another. Natchez and Nadelkovic were stars one and two. Uh, yeah. So, what do um, if I said that right now we are seeing on a game in game out basis? Martin Natchez become a complete hockey player right before our eyes. Uh, is that off base? No, absolutely not off base. I asked Tripp if this was the best game he's ever played in the NHL. And Tripp wasn't ready to go that far on it. And I know that's sort of a knee-jerk question, but I kind of think it was. Um, I, I think that he was the most dominant hurricane on the ice that wasn't, that's not a goaltender. Yeah. And I think the defensive plays, I mean, I almost tweeted, honestly, at the end of the game, just let Natchez play overtime. You don't need anybody else <laughs> because first of all, he's been, he's got two overtime winners already this year. He, he's been robbed a couple of times and then he makes the defense. I mean, essentially He's, I mean, essentially, he made the, I mean, Ajo scores the goal. Yeah. But Natchez did everything else yep. on that play. I mean, he, he steals the puck. He fights off a, off a defender, gets a shot off, gets his own rebound, and then throws it out for, for Ajo to score. Um, and, then, you know, and it wasn't just, you know, he was robbed by Corpusalo in the third period. Oh, he, the shorthanded, I, the shorthanded try. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed the back check on his second shift. I tweeted out at mm -hmm. that point that Nate just picking up right where he left off on the back check. Yep. Uh, because I think it was his second shift or first shift of the game, maybe, where he picked someone's pocket in the neutral zone. So, I just think it was overall maybe the most complete game I've ever seen him play, where he's just individually been the most dominant player on the ice. Like, I think there have been nights here recently where it's been sort of a combination of him and Ajo, you know, and Tripp made the, the Batman Robin reference on the broadcast. And I think there's been a lot of that between those two, because I do think they've been good yeah. together, but I'm not sure it was Ajo setting up Natchez as much tonight as Natchez just doing everything for everybody else. A lot of heavy. So, lifting. yeah, a lot yeah of heavy it was just so much heavy lifting. And then, you, you know, you add in the defensive stuff too. And he was awesome. And the goal, I mean, you, the, the, the wraparound goal, you know, which was, I mean, it's just, it's gotta be on the montage at right. the end of the season for the league. Dun, 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 dun. It, right. it might even make ESPN if they show a hockey highlight tonight. Oh, um, no. The national media doesn't care about the Hurricanes, <laughs> so they won't do that. Uh, we never get that one. Last 12 games for Natchez, five goals, eight assists, plus, yep. plus eight, 17 and a half minutes of ice time. Um, now, the, the 
opportunity he's getting because of the injury to Tavo Teravainen is real. So they need more from him. Um, but he's killing penalties. He's doing a great job killing penalties. Yeah. Was, was, was that your garbage disposal? Oh, uh, no, that was ice. I was just getting some ice. <laughs> what, are we, what are we drinking? Water, H2O. Oh, man, good for you. Yeah, hydrating. I, I got to hydrate. I have a uh, a, a a Costco knockoff uh, vitamin water. It's called Vitarain. Nice. Vitarain Zero. Very good. Uh, the dragon fruit. I recommend the dragon fruit. By the way, I've mm, never awesome. seen. I've never seen a dragon fruit, uh, but I'm sure they're delicious. Anyway, uh, nature's just been phenomenal, and uh, it's just it's been great to watch. The development, and I keep I keep thinking, man, we close our eyes. Uh, Aho, Natchez, and Svechnikov together for at least four more years, barring something silly. Uh, yeah. At least four more years of that trio yeah. together. And who knows, at one point, that could be a line if they decide not to move Natchez to the middle. Uh, but he's actually pretty good in the face-off circle. I think it's destiny that maybe not next year, but the year after that, I think Natchez is going to be a center. Uh, maybe it'll be when Trocek's contract's up, uh, they'll just decide to make Natchez the, the number two center on this team because he's just, uh, he can do it all. Now let's go to the uh, to the goaltender. I've already said it. <laughs> Play him again. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm Play with him again. That. I'm with that, man. I'm here for that. Um, I think for a couple reasons. Number one, because... I thought he was really good again tonight. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the – what goal was it? The Atkinson goal that tied it up that was from a narrow angle. Yeah, it went off Dougie's knee. That went off Dougie, you know. Uh, Trip Trip had a little bit of a quibble with that just because he thought that Ned was a little – was in a little bit of a bad spot. Um, to make that save, I mean, it went off somebody. So it's you know, anytime it's a redirect, I sort of give you a pass. At first glance, I thought it was a bad goal, though I will say, right? Because I thought he just um, beat him far side from a tough angle. Yeah, from that angle, and it's like you can't give that up. So um, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind that that much. But I thought he was just, I thought he was awesome tonight. I mean, he was pirouetting with the puck on his stick in the first period. <laughs> Um, yeah. and he made the three saves in the third period that were crucial. Yep. And trip trip reminded me, remember the last time, uh, or what was it? The game where Roslovic split, yeah. split defenders and scored to, 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 to beat the hurricanes in one of the first games they played him this year. And right. Ned said, post game, I got to come up with one of those saves, right? It was you the know, Atkinson of, shorthanded goal. Uh, in the second period, in the Roslovic game winner with like three minutes left, uh, and he goes, "I got to come up with one of them." I, you know, he said, right. "I'd like to come up with both of them, but I got to come up with one of them." And tonight he came up with three yeah. in succession. <laughs> so he was awesome again tonight. Um, you know, he's young. They got a day off. He's now won two in a row. The coach gave him the trust yeah. on the second game in a row. He he validated that. You know that James Reimer is the type of guy that can come in whenever he's needed. Uh-huh. So I'm not – I mean, if this were two weeks since Reimer had played, then I would say 
give Reimer the start, but it's not. Um, and Nedeljkovic has already shut out Tampa once this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with it, man. I'm good to roll with it. It's, it's for me, it's, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it situation. Right. Um, I think he can handle it. I think he wants to do it. I, th- I mean, no one will say they don't want to do it, but I think Ned feels like the type of guy where the rhythm is helping him. Mm-hmm. Continuing to play is helping him. So I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for it. I'm not sure it'll happen, uh, but I'm here for it if it does. Because Rod even said today before the game they're going to get back yep, uh, to did. their rotation. He but. did. I, th- I think that's a, that's a defense mechanism. Could be. I, I Could really be. do. Um. I think I think we're going to see Ned. I think there's no there's no great reason to not play him other than because. And they've sort of done that with goaltending before. Like Rod has started goal the goaltender like why is he starting him and it's worked out. And I don't think if, you know, if they start Reimer and they lose to Tampa, it's probably not going to be because of James Reimer. I mean, just it just I don't think that's the case. Yeah. But I do I do think that at some point like I think we have to consider the possibility that Peter Morozik isn't coming back. Now I'm, like I think he is coming back. But he's been cleared now for about 3 weeks. And he just hasn't been he hasn't felt good enough to go. Which is fine. Again, we're about at the we're at the tail end of the window anyway. It was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be about six to eight weeks, but they thought he was coming back earlier because he was so uh, he had healed so quickly. But obviously, maybe the the act of holding the stick has been a problem, which is fine. Uh, we want him healthy when he comes back anyway. Uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, at some point, you got to find out what the guy's got uh, because I don't know if he's a number one goaltender or not. But the only way to find out is to let him go. Let him play. Because yeah. if he is a number one goaltender, then he's yours. You don't have to go find one if, in fact, right. he is one. And again, I want to caution people. I am not suggesting that he is. But while he's playing like this, it's a good time to find out. So Yeah, I agree. I agree. I had someone ask me tonight, when do we start talking about Ned as the number one and Peter Morazic as the number two? Well, and I'm like, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to make that call right now without at least giving Peter a chance to earn it back. Right. You know, like, I mean, what happens if Peter comes in and he balls out? Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Peter's the one. You know? I mean, then, you have, then you have two good goaltenders. It's a good problem to have. But to me, Peter's still the one at that point. I right? I agree one hundred percent. I mean, one hundred percent. Generally, generally, people say, you know, you don't lose your job based on an injury, right? Um, and especially considering the way Peter was playing at the beginning of the season, he was great. He's got a so, yeah, he's got a nine fifty five save percentage. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> he was good. Yeah, and 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 by, and you know, and that that doesn't mean you know one start for Peter. You know, if he comes back and his first start's not very good, I'm not, I'm still not conceding oh, no. the number one goaltender gig for Ned. Cause I think that's what people will do. I don't, I think they'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll let him earn it back. And then the, 
if he if he has a stinker game one, they'll be like, eh, it's Ned's job. It's like, guys, come on. Yeah, Guy I hasn't think, played in two months. I think you and I talked about it. I mean, unless Ned is still rolling along, along with a 950 save percentage, uh, then Peter gets the crease. Uh, and then it becomes you play off what Peter does. Um, but if he's rolling rolling along with a 950 save percentage, then, I mean, sorry. Yeah. you got to play got to play the guy who doesn't allow any goals. Because <laughs> yeah. that's an easier way to win. Yes. It, it, just, it is. Hey, and I, I'll say this too, because the Hurricanes at one point this year, I think – they were, I think the highest they got were second in the league in goals against per game or goals for per game. Yes. Um, they have dropped to ninth. Oh yeah. Now that's, that's not, that's not bad necessarily, but they are trending downward in the goal scoring department with Vincent Trocek and Tavo Teravainen out of the lineup. Yeah. So th- this may become a situation where, and I, and, you know, and I, I've always said, even with this team, when they were scoring goals, it's about goal prevention for them mm-hmm. more so than it is goal scoring. And especially if they're going to keep falling in that category, then it really is going to be about stopping goals. You know, if you're not going to be scoring as many, you can't let as many in. So. Whoever gives you the best chance to stop more goals, I mean, I know in general that's the idea, but right. I mean, sports is about making up for places in which you are deficient. And, you know, you can you can afford to give up a bunch of goals if you're scoring a bunch. But they're they're going not they're going the opposite direction as that right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they're basically in their last eight games. They've only scored more than three goals in regulation once, and that was the five-goal game against Nashville uh, when they scored three goals in, like, uh, a nanosecond in the first period. I mean, you thought that game was going to end up 11 nothing, but they won that game 5-1. But they've really just been ordinary offensively. They've been timely offensively mm-hmm. they're scoring i mean when they score because that was the, to me the 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 really cool thing about the game the goal that put them up three two is that it was just like we're getting our rear ends kicked up and down the mm-hmm. ice it seems uh oh look yeah. we have an offensive zone uh face off okay jordan you win it back to dougie dougie give it to slavin slavin makes a gorgeous pass to nino on the doorstep oh look how easy that was yeah and then they went back to kind of getting yeah, uh, kind of pushed around a little, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they they have the knack of doing that. All right, whip your stars out for me. It was. I All thought right. the third star was difficult tonight. It was very difficult. I gave it to Jacob Slavin. It was. He was for, just for the pass. He he probably should get. Yeah. It. Um, the pass alone was a great pass. He had five shots, I think, tonight. He did. Um. So I gave it to Slavin. I thought he was pretty good defensively too. Um, and then my, I, you know, I didn't know how to do first and second for me. It was either flip-flop, right. Peter and Natchez. I think I ended up doing Natchez two, P, um, not Peter, um, Natchez two, Ned mm-hmm. one. All right, I think I, is how I had it. I had it flipped. I had Natchez one, uh, Ned. Uh, if I was going to fault Ned on any of the goals, it was the first one. Um, 
because that was he he had time to get to the post um and I, I think he probably had a hard time locating the puck uh which is why he didn't get there uh quickly enough um but uh, honestly I don't really fault him on any of the goals uh but I would just wanted to bring that up from before because I didn't really fault him on the second goal because uh, I do yeah. think that was deflected off Dougie, and uh, that's I'm sorry, that's not on Ned. Uh, whether he was right. out of position or not, I don't think. Uh, I think that ball, that puck definitely changed direction. Uh, but oh, I, for sure. I could have like Slavin was on my list. Uh, I thought Brady Shea played a very good game tonight. He was under consideration yeah. for me. Jordan Stahl mm-hmm. won two thirds of his faceoffs again, uh, and I thought played a very noticeable game tonight. Uh, but I think their best defenseman was Brett Pesci tonight. Uh, he had a, a couple of block. He doesn't even get credit for the real blocked shot uh, when he got mm. his stick. I, right. I, I don't know how Cam Atkinson didn't score there, except Brett Pesci's stick is in the way. I didn't either. I mean, Ned was Ned was, you know, he was in Parma, Ohio, at the <laughs> visiting. Time. Yeah, he was visiting family <laughs> when Atkinson had a chance on the doorstep. And Pesci gets the stick on it somehow and pops it up over the bar. Just amazing. So, but I thought he yeah. was their best defenseman, so I went with Pesci tonight. Uh, but honestly, um, in comparison to those two, uh, I could have just stopped at two stars. I could have given. Yeah, I, I could have combined the third star. Uh, I could have written Natchez and Adelkovic third star. Agree. I agree. So, uh, all right, that was fun. Uh, enjoy your day off today. I will. I will try. I'm going to play some golf. Are you really? Uh, yeah, I've got a tea time with a buddy of mine at Rock Barn. Really, Rock Barn? Where they? Uh, I don't know if they still play a uh, Champions the, Tour the, the event there. Yeah, they play the Greater Hickory Classic there. As they used to. Um, I have. I have grew up. Literally, um, I don't know. From my house to Rock Barn is probably a good you know, 15, 20 miles, but never once have I played a single round on any of the golf courses at rock barn. And, uh, so I'm doing that tomorrow. Well, enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, we'll talk again on Saturday when Alex Dedelkovich takes on the lightning and that'll do it for the Canes corner podcast. We're brought to you by the aluminum company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the aluminum company of North Carolina. For a free no-obligation estimate, you can go online to aluminumcompany.com. Roofing, siding, windows, storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all. Sammy Hanna and company do a great job. Once again, you can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating, give us a review, give us five stars because we're good at this uh, or because we bribe you. And we haven't really bribed you yet. Anything is possible. Uh, Until the Hurricanes take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday, I'm Adam Gold. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.